Well, so much to talk about with Vaughn Palmer this morning from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. So this almost sounds like an election platform that we got from the B.C. Liberals yesterday. Yeah, I think it's the first plank in an election platform. So the B.C. Liberals, who still haven't told us when they're going to change their name officially, uh, they think there's a good chance it could be a spring election or that at least they have to prepare for one, which is wise. And opposition parties always get asked the question, yeah, yeah, you're good at criticizing. What would you do? So this is the first. Right. What would you do? And it's big, a billion and a half dollars over three years to make over British Columbia's programs for treating mentally, mental health and addictions. So it's a, it's a big uh, announcement, a lot of money in there and um, some big changes in the way things would work. So it's intended to get the public's attention, and we'll see if it does, but it's certainly crafted that way. Yeah, and I saw kind of an assessment of the plan, and so I guess this really focuses on treatment, right, where the BC yes. Greens are focused more on toxic drugs and, and kind of yeah. safe supply. This is a little bit different than that. Yeah, that's true. And again, you know, you're an opposition party, so you not only have to say what would you do, but what would you do differently? So, yes, Kevin Falcon yesterday emphasizing that his emphasis is on treatment and recovery. And as he sees it, the government's emphasis is more on harm reduction and safe supply. So there's a distinguishing thing. And when you look at the plan, which, you know, is by opposition standards, fully costed and detailed, uh, you go through it, you go, yeah, there, there are some significant differences mm -hmm. here between the liberal approach and the government approach. And I think the sort of thing that will allow people to say, yeah, well, here's the choice on that issue anyway. Yeah, let's talk about one of the big ones. And I think that involves the involuntary treatment yeah. issue. So this is one that is every time you look at it, you know, you hear from the public that I think there's public support for the idea that a person who goes into an ER with a drug overdose uh, gets immediately released as soon as they're treated and overdoses again and ends up back there. This happens. It's especially true with parents and children where they feel they're teenager, they've lost control of them, um, they, they can't keep them from using drugs, and so they want involuntary detention. And the ER doctors say, we'd like to be able to hang on to this person for treatment rather than have them show up here a few hours later. So that's, that's where this comes from. And the New Democrats have acknowledged this, Simi. John Horgan acknowledged it when he was premier. Yeah. He brought in legislation in 2020 that would have allowed brief temporary detention of youthful overdose victims. And he called an election on that. He said, you know, the Greens won't support this, so I need a mandate. He got a mandate, and then he didn't bring in the bill. Uh, David Eby talked about the same thing in voluntary treatment. He talked about it when he was running for the NDP leadership. But then after he got the leadership and became premier, he started to hedge and go, well, I don't know if that would work, and I'm getting advice that it wouldn't. So the liberals have really contrasted themselves with the NDP on this issue. Falcon says he would bring in legislation allowing involuntary treatment, so detention as well, presumably, of children and adults as a last resort. He said it's not the first thing you do. You need to do a whole bunch of other things. But as a last resort, he'd do what Eby and Horgan said they would do, 
but which they have not done. Okay, so obviously there are some challenges here too, because I wonder how much a big plan like this, a big spending plan like this, appeals to those traditional BC Liberal voters. Yeah, it's an interesting contrast. I mean, you look at this thing and you go, Kevin Falcon is well aware that his image, encouraged by the government, is a guy who was part of a spending cutting program slashing user fee approving government in the in the decade of the knots i mean that's the record of the liberals and he was part of it so what does he do his first platform plank is big spending 1.5 billion dollars and he would put in 150 million dollars a year to eliminate user fees for treatment for uh, overdose for uh, drug addiction. Uh, so uh, it it addresses those two aspects of his reputation. But you've raised the other question, which is uh, the traditional liberal voter who uh, looks to the liberals to spend less and tax less, right. uh, they're going to go, oh, this doesn't sound to me like a, a liberal government. <laughs> this this sounds to me like the NDP 2.0. So that's a challenge. And the conservatives are out there uh, organizing in B.C. And they may well come out and say, uh, we don't really like this thing. And uh, if you want a change, a real change, uh, vote for us. This is so interesting, though, but it almost feels like a bit of a gamble for them to yeah. say, well, we know those voters are going to vote for us anyway. Yeah. It's not like they're going to yeah, vote, I vote for the NDP. Has, I, you're right, Cindy. I think he has to do this. I think he has to come out and say, yeah. look, um, we're not just going to be the same kind of government we were in the night in, in the decade of the knots because uh, you threw that government out. Uh, we're going to have to be a different kind of government to appeal to the voters we lost. And what we're going to have to do is say, uh, we're going to be a government that gets results. We are going to tackle this on day one. This would be part of a 90-day action plan. I don't know where he got the idea of 10 days less than David Eby, I guess. Uh, and we're going to get going on this. Uh, one of the things that I think will appeal to the liberal base is he's going to establish um, five regional centers to deal with uh, complex mental health and addiction problems. So he's not just going to expand on the site of the old Riverview out in Coquitlam in the Tri-Cities area. He's going to have centers in the Kootenays and in the north and in the Thompson Okanagan and on Vancouver Island. And, and that's a pitch to the voters in those places who go, yeah, well, you know, everything ends up in Vancouver. One of the things that we've heard from indigenous leaders is we know that disproportionately the addiction problems are the and the overdose problem in the indigenous community. So they don't necessarily want their people sent off to Coquitlam if the, right. their nation is based in the north or the interior. So Eby is saying you're right, and his this 1.5 billion plan, me 850 million dollars of it is for staffing and construction of these regional centers. So he's very much looking beyond Metro Vancouver with his solutions for this as well. It is so interesting. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.